MLM Nation, episode 165. If you're going through hell, don't stop. Champions have bad moments, but never bad days. If you don't believe in yourself right now, borrow someone else's belief until yours has grown. If you want to be successful, you just have to copy what MLM leaders do. Welcome to MLM Nation, presented by your host, Simon Chad. Where you'll learn strategies, secrets, and inspiring stories from today's top MLM income earners. This show is brought to you by MLM Nation Insider. So what is Insider? Insider is a true university-style learning center and couldn't be further from any ordering membership site or other MLM trainings. We just launched a new training center for all Insider members. Every aspect of this new environment and the trainings housed there were built for one reason. It's to give you a library of mini courses, what I call implementation guides, that have checklists and shortcuts. You can pick any area of network marketing that you want to improve in, such as social media, how to approach co-markets, how to create duplication, and find an implementation guide to get you up and running quickly. So I also host a special coaching webinar for insider members every week so you can join in on the fun and get solutions to any obstacles you may be facing in your business. So whatever you need help with, you can ask me. All you have to do is contact me through the special email address that only insider members have. And even if you can't make the webinar live, you can ask me a question and I'll answer it. And then you can listen to the recording 12 hours later. As an insider member, you'll also be able to connect with all the other insiders in our private Facebook group and at live MLM Nation events. I'll tell you, it has been a ton, a ton of fun. And then finally, as an insider member, you have access to over 30 issues of the official MLM Nation Insider Newsletter, where you get the latest tips on how to prospect, market yourself, time management tips, and much more. And for being a loyal listener of the MLM Nation podcast, I wanted to give you a special opportunity to take a dollar test drive. You'll get access to all the MLM Nation Insider resources that I talked about for seven days for only $1. So head over to MLMNationInsider.com and I'll catch you there. So now, let's get ready for our guest today. Ready? Three. Two, one. ML Nation, this is Simon Chen, and I am fired up to bring our special guest today, Mark Sterling. Mark, are you ready to make it happen? Absolutely, Simon. I wouldn't miss this for the world. Before Mark Sterling discovered network marketing, he was an IT consultant that provided services for Fortune 500, government, and international clients. Today, he has over 14 years of MLM experience and is the top earner at his company. Throughout the years, Mark has been mentored by the industry's top leaders, and he has turned that experience to help many team members earn six-figure incomes. He has grown organizations in dozens of countries and has trained on multiple continents. Mark's immediate goal is to assist 100 families in creating six-figure residual incomes. He strongly believes that through faith, hard work, and persistence, that all things are possible. So, Mark, I've given MLM Nation just a brief intro, but please share more about your background and how you came across network marketing. Absolutely. Well, first, Simon, thank you so much, man, for having me on your platform. I'm honored you guys are doing an amazing, amazing service uh, to the industry as a whole. I'm definitely excited uh, to be here with you. Uh, you know, I, I started like many people did. I was looking for a way to uh, create a part-time extra income, uh, and I saw the possibilities, and I saw that uh, even after I got past my income, uh, and my, my first goal wasn't, you know, an amazing amount of money. I wanted to make $3,000 extra dollars a month uh, just to get back to zero every month. 
Uh, and then we were able to do that, and we said, hey, wait a minute, what if we got some other folks do that, uh, and the value in our income went up as we created more influence and more impact. So uh, it's been an amazing 14-year ride. I wouldn't trade it for the world. So who introduced you to network marketing? Was it a colleague, coworker, or a friend? Well, I remember it was on a Sunday uh, many years ago, and uh, my, my, my coworker actually called me, uh, and we had recently uh, went through 9-11, okay, and uh, I had a high six-figure income, had other folks working for me. Uh, and after that point, I was open to this concept called residual income uh, because uh, even though after 9-11 hit, I was in a very niche field, Simon, uh, and it went away. It went away for many, many months before the economy rebounded, and, and I can go back to work. So I was looking for something uh, that would give me some residual income to offset some of my residual bills that came in every month. And at that point, I was actually open to network marketing. I didn't know what it was, but I was very, very open to it. So he gave me a call. I went and looked at a, a, a presentation. Took about an hour and a half drive to the airport from where I lived. Uh, went and saw something uh, spectacular in my mind. Uh, the ability to share information if you create enough value about the product or service that you have to be compensated for that in a very, very nice way. So that's how it all started for me many years ago. Was that the first time you were exposed to network marketing, or did you? How did you heard about it before? I'd actually heard about it before uh, through family members. Uh, but again, the amazing thing right now, and it's, I'm glad you asked that question, is I never actually took a serious look. One, because I never saw the evidence of people that were calling me. Two, uh, the people that called me never put me on the line or introduced me to anyone else that had the success. So for me, I wanted to see some kind of evidence uh, that it was possible before I actually made my move. Uh, and the person that called me, I had a lot of respect for. So I, hopefully some folks on the call get that. Uh, whether or not you have the current evidence, at least expose somebody to the evidence so they can make a very informed decision. Because because uh, uh, I, I always say that ignorance, right? Is only is only uh, I'll say ignorance is only available in the absence of information, and uh, that was a very very powerful move for me when my friend called me. Yeah, Steph, I think what a big mistake that people make is they talk too much and they don't use tools or use their upline enough. Absolutely, absolutely. I think I think you hit it right on the head. Uh, sometimes you know ego. I believe ego stands for edging God out. Uh, we have to get beyond ourselves and recognize that humility is not a character flaw. It's just something that we currently don't possess. And, and once we can get past that. It, it, it opens a whole gamut up to uh, things we can do as far as leveraging systems, tools, and other people. So you're earning a good six-figure, high six-figure income. You come into network marketing. Someone of your reputation, credibility, did you have success right away or you had some challenges? Well, I had a lot of success in my mind. It's just my check didn't reflect it the first couple of years, right? <laughs> so what so, were some of the challenges? How come your check didn't reflect it? Well, because I brought the same mindset from corporate America into this industry, and they're, they're, they're wildly different. I had to understand that uh, when my very first year, Simon, I only made $2,700 for the entire year. And again, my original goal was over $3,000 a month. My, but what happened is I understood that I had to go from production to reproduction. I had to get to a place where I was not just working on my own, but showing how to do one, attract emerge and develop new leaders when i understood that attract emerge and develop new leaders then it all totally changed for me uh, but i had to become the i call it the aol factor i had to attract other leaders but in the reality was i couldn't attract that which i was not hmm. so what did you do to work on yourself to attract those leaders well you know i was it was tons and tons of personal self-development man I, re, I went out and read everything i could i went out to all the i tried to put myself in the right environment I believe that uh, words, images, emotions, and environment are the four key pillars that actually impact someone's believing. Uh, the words I spoke, I had tons of affirmations. Uh, there were times when I, I went I went extreme. I went well beyond vision boards. 
I had a vision environment, Simon. I would walk into my home, and I had pictures all over my house of what I would look like, what my family would look like, what my cars and homes would look like. I had pictures. Uh, matter of fact, I had five by seven cards or in my car, uh, on my window. Uh, matter of fact, I had them in my, the mirror in the bathroom. When I woke up, I had writing on the ceiling because I always want to see the right words around me uh, and write images around me. Then also my emotions. I had to make sure my vibration was lined up because once you change your vibe, uh, then you can change your tribe. Then environment. I got around people that had my desired results. I went to the big events. I, I started going out to seminars. I started listening. Watch this. A lot of my mentors I never met. Why? Because I had audios and uh, a lot of personal self-development as well as books where I could actually borrow the belief systems of other people as I was creating my own. Awesome. So you said there was a three things or four things. There were words, emotions, and environment. And, there's, and images. Mind? Words, images, Emotions and environment. That is so good. I've never heard about that vision, uh, vision, the not vision board, vision environment. Because we always act according to our images, what we visualize. And I love it that you had it everywhere. No matter where you went in your car, you had it everywhere. Right, because I had to. I had to convince myself. Here's what I'll, Simon. I always say that I lie better than most people. And most folks will say, "Wait a minute, I knew that industry was a big scam." No, my lies were visualized so that I could realize. And what I mean is that I would I would tell myself things that weren't true in that current moment so that I could start moving towards them to make them true. Like when I first joined my current project, my current company, I was not the number one guy. There were tens of thousands of people that had joined before me, but I started speaking to myself every single day that I would be that person, right? So at that point, it wasn't true. It was a lie. The reality is I told a really good lie so that I could start conspiring with the universe so that I could start moving toward my goals and dreams. I love it. By the way, we get all these sayings. I love it. You have ego edging God out. You have um, the my lies were visualized so I can realize. I love that. <laughs> well, I call them signature statements, man. You know, over the years, I've, I'm really an amalgamation of many other people, many other thoughts and concepts, and I kind of put my own little sweet sauce on it, if you will. So I like that sweet sauce. You know, it's so true because your lies are. Vi- you know, when, I'm going to repeat this again. My lies were visualized so I can realize because our subconscious mind can't tell what's what's real and fake. Like just like you know, ML Nation. If you go to a movie, that's totally fake. But why do you start crying? Right? Why do you start sobbing? Why do you, why does your heart start increasing, getting nervous? You know that's the dumbest thing because it's fake. But our subconscious mind cannot tell what's real, fake, and Mark is using that to his advantage. Well, you know, Simon, to to your point, think about this: How many times have we grown up and we had these horrible dreams? In the physical, they weren't real, but our subconscious couldn't tell the difference. And we'd wake up and our heart rate was elevated. Sometimes we're perspiring, right? So. The reality was, how can we leverage that subconscious mind, that that inner voice, that thing that actually controls our entire physiology, so we can start aligning ourselves to move toward those things that we actually want? So again, we can start becoming that which we want to be before it actually manifests, and that's one of the things I'm real, real big on, and I do a lot of teaching on that. Matter of fact, I have an audio series, and hope this is a shameful plug, but it's called Transforming Your Capacity, and that word capacity, Simon, uh, from the uh, Webster's Dictionary means the ability or power to do, experience, and understand. And I think that was so that, – that totally transformed my thought process because most times, especially in our industry, people want to first understand the comp plan. They want to understand everything before they get started. Then they want to experience maybe some of the benefits of the products or maybe even a check, and then they want to go do the work. 
But the definition of it, according to Webster, says we must do first, and once we do, we understand, I'm experienced, and then we understand. So we have to get the, the science of it correct by doing things first, and even when we make mistakes, we can correct them because mistakes corrected equals wisdom. I love it. And you said that my lies were visualized so I can realize. And the fact is, everything's a lie. Even the ML Nation, you listen to this, oh, I can't do that. You think, that, oh, I'm not going to be successful. Oh, I'm not good speaking. Oh, I don't know many people. That is a lie. Because how do you know what the future is, right? Absolutely. Every, everything, actually, if you look at it, whatever judgment you have or what you think you're going to be is a lie anyway because there's no one that says that you can't be that person. Because for every excuse you give, you know, Mark and I can find out probably dozens of examples of people in your same situation that became successful. Right, and none of this is brand new, guys. We know, we, and, you know, sometimes you'll say I'm repeating something from someone in the past. Well, well guess what? That's not called... Uh, you know, it's not plagiarism. It's journalism. We're just we're just repurposing principles that actually already work. Here's something else I say, uh, Simon. I say, speak what you seek until you can see what you said. Translation: Shakespeare once said that nothing is right or wrong, but thinking makes it so. So again, if you argue for your limitations, you get to you get to keep them. We're at a point in our lives, a point in our civilization, point in 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 our industry right now where we got to get folks to understand we can do all the technical in the world in order to get to the desired results. But most folks will never do the technical part, the work, unless they have a strong enough belief system that will offset the unbelief that other people want to give them over and over again. And that's going to come back to your belief system. It's going to come back to your words, your images, your emotions, and your environment. Good stuff. I, I need to write this down again. What was that? This is so good. People need to, you know, you need, you need to hit that rewind button 15, 15 seconds, two times, and listen to what Mark just said. So, Mark, what was that? Speak. Uh, what was that quote Speak again? what you seek until you see what you said. That is so good. Because 90% of the business is um, all mindset, right? Absolutely. So you have this really strong mindset. Um, what was your worst moment in, in network marketing? Actually, before we talk about the worst moment, you shared that you made only $2,700 uh, in your first year. What was the turning point where you, all of a sudden you kind of things took off and you got to where you are today? Well, you know, $2,700 was the best thing that ever happened to me. Because it showed me that the, based on the value that I created for the company that I was working with, they would actually compensate me based on that production. So I had to realize, how do I get from the current production I have to a larger amount of production? That's why I always say I had to go from production to reproduction. I had to go from doing linear work to leveraged and layered work. So I had to go out there and start saying, hey, how can I create value in other people's lives, either through the product or service? and or through the compensation plan and marketing model. So that was important to me. Now, the worst thing that ever happened to me is I almost believed someone else that this industry wasn't possible. Case in point, uh, that for, at Sunday, that 14 years ago when I first started, I came home, and again, I was making you know some really, really good income uh, in, in, in the traditional businesses, right? But I came home, and my next-door neighbor had sold me my house, and it also sold, sold us a rental property. So I went over to him. There was only 200 bucks to join that company many years ago, and I knew that he was going to join. Why? Because he'd already made tens of thousands of dollars just in commissions on real estate. So I went over to him, and I totally messed this thing up, and I had all these papers. I went to Kinko's and printed off the PowerPoint, and he told me very emphatically no. So in my mind, I was already defeated. But see, here's, here's what you got to hold on to, guys, right? People say, well, how would you give up that good job, Mark? Right? Or what, what did you do to get past all the no's? I recognized that I was more afraid of poverty than I was public opinion. That person's indecision or their non-decision or the decision not to part with me had nothing to do with me. I'll give it to you one more different way, Simon, right? 
Just when someone tells you no, it doesn't mean that you can't do it, guys. It just means you can't do it with them. Mm, that is good. You just can't do it with them. I like that. Really good. So, what was the turning point that made that really uh, things took off? The turning point was when I realized it was possible for other people, and that meant that it was possible for me. Because there's a good book that I read that says, you know, that if it's possible for one, it's possible for others. So I held on to the belief that if it was possible, I had to put myself in an environment where it was possible for me. Then I started doing a lot of research on possibilities. Then I, uh, along the lines and researching what possibility meant, it came every everyone that actually locked into the possibility of something had a strong belief system. So I had to go around. Now I started defining what was belief. Then I understood what belief was, and I. In belief, I had to say, okay, well, here's my belief system. How do I increase my belief? And that's when I came up with those four critical factors on what impacts your believing. It's your words, your images, your emotions, and your environment. Once I understood that, it was it was, it was was up to me to make sure that my belief was very strong. So what I had to do is create some seasons of separation in my life from some things that could negatively impact my believing. And it was some, it was some friends and family for a while, but most importantly – it was it was media. It wasn't social media back then. It was just traditional media. It was television. I gave up television for over a year the first time I got started because television, someone else was telling a vision to me to buy their products and services, and I only wanted to hear the vision, my words, my images of where I wanted to go, not what someone else was trying to sell me. Man, you're like a walking knowledge bomb. I like that. You said television is someone selling a vision, their vision to you, right? Absolutely. That is good. So – if someone's new, a lot, a lot of distributors, the reason they are stuck is because they are definitely using the wrong words, wrong emotions, wrong environment, wrong images. Uh, what would you recommend, aside from cutting off the TV and personal development, uh, what other things should they be doing? They should always be plugged into an environment. I'll give you a story very quickly. Uh, I remember growing up and had a family member had a beautiful lamp, right? I mean, it was a gorgeous lamp. Yeah, but, you know, I went over there and we'd see it and that, that person, that family member would say, you know what, don't you touch that lamp. So I never got to see the lamp actually shine, the brilliance behind the lamp, because it was never plugged in. That's what happens in our environment with a lot of folks that want to win or say they want to win. They're not plugged into their organization's events, their team events. They're not plugged into their company events. So they can never truly shine to their full capacity. There's that word again, because they don't stay plugged in to the larger collective that actually has their desired results. And they don't see the environment is so critical. Well, again, personal self-development is going to be it because learning comes by hearing and hearing and hearing. So we must have this repetitious information always coming into our, our being. The other part, again, you must be somewhere where it's possible. It's called the law of place. You must be in environments where you can actually win. It's very difficult. Uh, it's, it's very difficult to catch a fish if you're just in your bathtub. That's not the right place. You must be in the environment where fish can be caught. Mm, that is so good, and that's true for everything. If like if you want to be a good basketball player, but you live in a place where no one plays basketball, it's gonna to be tough. Absolutely. Yeah, very very good stuff. Um, what would you consider to be a proudest moment in network marketing? My proudest moment is when oh wow, there's so many amazing moments and memories. I, I would say the proudest moment uh, is when I was able to. Oh, here it is, right here, beyond a shadow of a doubt. It had nothing to do with the money, Simon. I remember my, 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 I have a son with uh, special needs autism and, uh, and my, my daughter, uh, were, were coming home from school one day. I'm, I'm full time in network marketing at this point, And my son was on his first bus ride. Right. 
and he was coming home from school and they were on two separate buses and his bus came back first and uh, they had to make a U-turn. And so he saw us through the window and he, he kind of like really, really freaked out. Okay, Simon. And the reason was he thought the bus was taking him away and they were just making a U-turn to bring him back to us. So he gets off the bus and he's visibly upset. Mom takes him into the house. And then the next bus comes and it's probably six or seven parents left on the bus stop. I'm the only dad at the time. And all the kids get off except two of the two of the girls. And my neighbor's daughter, my daughter, didn't get off. And it was, if anybody can imagine, first day of school, if you're listening to this, you got kids, you can imagine that stress and that anxiety. So we jumped into my truck. My neighbor and I, we were driving to the school, the longest three miles of my life, Simon. And we get a text message, and they put her daughter in the carpool lane by accident. And nothing on my daughter. We're still driving. And we finally get closer. We get a phone call. And her daughter was in the carpool lane. They put my daughter on the wrong bus. So both of the girls were, again, just, just you can tell they were distraught. Nothing McDonald's ice cream uh, didn't fix. But later that night, I was going to a presentation uh, across town. About 70 folks were there, and we're doing a weekly meeting, and I was about to share the vision. I was about to speak, and I broke down crying, man. And and the reason that happened was because I realized I didn't have to beg anybody for my time freedom. I didn't have to call and get permission from a manager or a supervisor to go out there and take care of my family. I didn't have to worry about, you know, would somebody cover my shift. I was free time-wise meant much more to me than money any single day of the week. Mm, that, that is so, so inspiring. Very inspiring. Um, you've been in the profession for 14 years. What excites you most about the profession now? What excites me most right now is the look in someone's eye when they get it. The look in someone's eye when they can, uh, they can go out here and create enough income to get back to zero every single month. When they can offset their current bills just by having that extra income. Do you know, Simon, most people have life insurance. Uh, almost everyone has car insurance. A lot of folks have health insurance, but not many people have income insurance. And, and that's what this industry can provide. Heaven forbid if anything would happen to most folks in their traditional workplace, their lifestyle would normally be brutally interrupted within two weeks to two months. And imagine if we just had that extra buffer that offset every one of your household bills by leveraging an amazing industry called direct sales and network marketing. Mm. Uh, how have you seen the industry change? And do you see people more open-minded now and more exposed than when you first started? I see people more open-minded right now, but I also see more people that don't have the same level of commitment to a particular company, and they don't stick in long enough to see their breakthrough. Uh, the, the, the upside of social media is you can connect with people longer. The downside is that people move fast. They see the next shiny object, and they're quicker uh, to move. And then you have a lot of industry uh, people in industry right now, as, as they're uh, growing up or, or, or being exposed to the industry, they tend to bash things a lot more, and they don't really understand the process. They don't respect the process of getting out here and growing something significant. Uh, they want immediate results. It's a very popcorn, microwave popcorn kind of society right now. Uh, but again, uh, hopefully we can get some corrections in those things, and uh, but everything goes through cycles. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's what I see. I see, I see the, uh, the upside of it. Uh, and the downside of it, but I tell you one thing: at the at the end of the day, it's always worth it. Yeah, and then oh, I like the way you brought it up. Is like everyone likes the glory, but they don't like the story. Absolutely, right? they want to see where you are at. You're like spewing all these nuggets of wisdom, but they don't want to see the mark. You know, when he was earning twenty seven hundred a year, and I'm sure you're busting your butt, working your butt off, and making only twenty seven hundred dollars. And I, absolutely, and I, and I love the way you put it. You know, it's like you get the reason you get paid twenty seven. You got paid twenty seven hundred dollars, and yeah, you're humble enough to admit it. It's not because the company didn't work or the profession didn't work. It's because you didn't provide enough value. 
That, no, absolutely, that's absolutely right. And I was at that point in my life back then where I was convincing everyone to join. Uh, and I'm at a point in my life now where I create a coalition of the willing that are looking to fulfill their own goals and dreams. And I also recognize that not everyone wants to make an incredible amount of money every month. And if we get to a place where we can actually ask those specific questions and identify individual needs and then love people for where they are, where they are, and not who you want them to be, it's amazing how much longer they stay involved in your business. And people say, well, Mark, how do you create so many diamonds or whatever that top position in your company is? And I tell folks, I said, I don't create diamonds. We create environments where people can believe it's possible for them. We create relationships, friendships, and then diamond ships. I, I, I love my relationships more than I do my revenue. Mm. Yeah, it's about relationships. Um, now, obviously, you're very, very well read and attended conferences. Um, what is your, do you have a routine? Because I know champions are all about routines. What's your daily routine like and how does self-development part of that routine? Well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm always a little awkward in that way where I don't have, a, I would say, daily set regimen. There, there are specific things as far as principles I use to leverage and grow my businesses, right? But I don't have anything where I go out, okay, this time of day I want to uh, talk to 10 people and move pennies from one pocket. I've done all those things in the past. Now, I, I, I will say that I stay in very close contact uh, with all my leaders, uh, and I understand that I can lead from the middle better than I can lead from the front. And what I mean by that, Simon, is that I have uh, a, a unique skill set, and I think many people, they get this, it'll really help their business, is I don't manage my organizations. I feel like I'm more of a coach where I can show folks how to move because I've already gone down certain paths and give them the instructions and hand it off and, and let them be independent business owners as opposed to dependent business owners. And again, sometimes when someone's new and you're developing, you're a little more hands-on but I'm very, very good at letting people go out there and win because it's a personal business for them. And again, I don't want a corporate structure. I want to get away from that. You know, there's a time I want to take December off. I want to take the month of December off. Why? Because I want the time freedom. But again, I'm always available to those new lines of business. But I can't say that I have a, a set regimen as in a very corporate structure, though. Hmm. Um, as you go towards the end of the show, some really quick questions to pick your brain, okay? And the first one is, what is one of your favorite success quotes that motivates you? My favorite success quotes? I would say this. We're born into this, this world looking like our parents, but we die looking like our choices. I like that. I'm writing these down for the recap and review. This is really good. <laughs> <laughs> really good stuff. Um, what is one habit that's helped you become successful? Consistency. Consistency is the seed for faith. The more you do something over and over and over again, the more you tend to believe it's going to actually come to fruition based on the results of it. So again, consistency is a seed for faith. What's the best piece of advice you ever received? You are not a mistake. I like that. I like that. So short, concise, but deep. Um, what is your favorite prospecting tool? So say uh, someone's interested in the business, they want to learn more. Do you send them a link to an online video or do you do a webinar or do you uh, meet them face-to-face -face and do a newsletter presentation or use a magazine? What do you like to use? You know, for me, uh, I love sending people the information at a distance. I think there are three – very quickly, uh, I don't travel long distance to recruit people. The only three reasons to go long distance, that's engage existing business, drive depth, and identify new leadership. So for me, whether it's at distance or around the corner, I give some folks some information. If they like it, uh, then we can follow up, and based on the price point – and the intricacy of the, of the particular project or company, we can decide whether we're going to launch remotely. I call it a virtual grand opening, or we're going to sit down and do it and show them. Again, that, those are kind of specific to the company and the, and the product. I like that. You said you don't travel unless you're driving death, engaging leadership, and what's the other one? 
Yeah, I don't go long distance to recruit. Uh, I go long distance for one of three reasons: to identify, no, to re-engage existing business, to drive depth, or to identify new leadership. That's good. And, and by the way, again, shameless plug. I talked about earlier. All of this, all of these principles and techniques in a very generic way are available on my Transform Your Capacity CD that you can get at MarkASterling.com. Awesome. It was really good. I think a lot of people make the mistake. They, before they even have any really business, investing all this money to travel. Absolutely. And and the last thing you want to do, let's just say, I have no idea, whatever your comp plan says, and you, you recruit somebody and you make 50 bucks, but you spent $300 on gas or airline tickets and hotels, you know, that's not a very profitable model. So, And also, I encourage people to build in their local areas if possible, if that's their model, if you're an online recruiter, you know, make sure you're building uh, somewhere where you have enough profit first and let your profit fund your business. Don't take your initial profits, guys, and start spending it. Reinvest that initial money uh, until your, your, your business now is starting to cycle over and over again, and you have other people doing that same technique with you so you can create a very profitable uh, business engine, business model. But again, you must in a very short window of time create the evidence of extreme profitability so that your friends, family members you exposed earlier will actually join you. Why is that, why is that so critical? Here, here it is very quickly. It's so critical for this reason right here, right, is that fortune is in the follow-up. When they tell you no originally, now fortune's in the follow-up because you go make a fortune and let them follow up. Mm, I like that. You know, you, it's a really good point because um, talk about like the travel again because a lot of people have that – grass is greener it prevents the grass is greener mentality right like the reality is if you can't build in your home city you probably cannot build anywhere else and it's actually going to be even more expensive and not just money but time-wise to travel and do all that and that's what happens and people get burnt out on the industry and they get they get disenfranchised and they say well the industry doesn't work when in reality they just didn't leverage the principles the principles are laws laws are immutable you either work with them or they work against you so the reality is how do we get more in tune to the principles of building this business as opposed to the mindset of how you want to do it. And as you're listening to this call, you listen to all the leaders that sign interviews, start looking at what you don't write down because that's the uncomfortable part, and look at what you do write down. What you don't write down is normally the thing that could change your life. <laughs> that's so good, so true. Yes, that's so true. Um, what is, do you have a favorite online resource like a Dropbox or Evernote or like a favorite app on your phone that you could recommend? Oh, it's just totally random. Uh, yeah, PayPal. <laughs> now, you know, I love I love that people can uh, be serviced through through those kinds of tools. Uh, Dropbox is, is is great as well. Um, you know, if if your company has mobile apps, you know, leverage those. Uh, but you know, I'm I'm still a little bit old school. I'm not I'm not old, but I'm still old school. I use text messaging uh, mainly if I want to communicate with folks. What's one? Oh, oh, last one. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, another one, which which I, I cannot replace, is WhatsApp. I I, con- I I stay in contact with all my leaders all over the world using WhatsApp. What's one book you could recommend to ML Nation? The, the number one book I'd recommend is Claude Bristol's uh, book, uh, The Magic of Believing. Yes, it's a fantastic one. And ML Nation, I know you love audio, so if you haven't read it, you can get an amazing free audiobook at MLMNationBook.com. That is MLMNationBook.com. So, Mark, here's the last question, the million-dollar question. Are you ready? Uh, absolutely. Before we go to the million-dollar question, you already know the importance of recruiting, and if you can't sponsor, you simply will never earn any real income in network marketing. 
Sponsoring is so important, and that's why I'm inviting you to a free training that teaches you the skills to easily approach any prospect, and especially how to open a conversation with people who are smart and have good business skills. These are the people who will be your future leaders. I want you to check out my free sponsoring workshop webinar, where you learn how to avoid the five deadly prospecting mistakes, and I'll give you three simple scripts on how to properly approach anyone. Whether the cold market or warm market, you can register for free at sponsoringworkshop.com. That is www.sponsoringworkshop.com. This is the training that helped me earn over a million dollars in MLM and giving me the residual income, so I can be a stay-at-home dad with my kids and also have the time to give back and produce these MLM Nation podcasts for you. Not only will you know how to properly approach and present, the best part is you get my famous six-figure close to get prospects to sign up. This is the same script that I used to sign up one of my party animal friends, who's now a diamond director, million dollar club member, and a stay at home dad with his two kids. So go register for this webinar now at sponsoringworkshop.com. This training is so important that I made it available at four different times for you. So it doesn't matter where you live in the world, you can access it live. So go to sponsoringworkshop.com and register today. Here's the million dollar question. Imagine you had to start all over again, and you knew no one—not even one person. You didn't know your kids, you know your wife, you didn't know anyone. But yet, all your current knowledge, skills, and wisdom. What's the first thing you do, or the first place you go to find prospects and build an MLM business from scratch? I would go out and find people with large centers of influence. And again, I can go down many, many different lists. If I didn't currently know anybody, they had this exact same level uh, of, of training right now. I would talk. I would talk pastors and, and and leverage their influence, not their congregation, their influence of other people. Right. I would go out there and talk to people that were extremely busy and business owners. Why? Because people trust them because they've already have evidence of building success. I would find people that have results and influence, and I would go out there and speak to them. But I wouldn't talk to them just right. I would talk to them about where we were going, not where I was. So I would launch a new business, an artist will launch a business, an amateur will join a business. I would tell them about project, let's say 1,000. I would say over the next 90 to 120 days, we're going to launch this brand new project. You want to be at the beginning or at the end. And I would do that with what I call the what if factor, IF. I would go out there with folks of influence factors so that we can start putting this whole new realm of people in and create success stories in a small window so that now other folks will be attracted and want to partner up because we created, a, a, we created evidence of extreme profitability in product and compensation in a very short window. Really good stuff. No wonder you're a top earner in your company. Super, super good, Mark. You've been amazing. Well, where can uh, The last question is, where can uh, people learn more about you, find out about your trainings, connect with you, contact you? And then uh, any last words or advice? Well, you know, guys, here's what I'll tell you right now. Uh, if you're going through hell, don't stop. Champions have bad moments but never bad days. If you don't believe in yourself right now, Borrow someone else's belief until yours has grown. You can find out more about me at markasterling.com, Mark A S T E R L I N G dot com. And I encourage you to pick up the audiobook, guys. I don't need the money for the audiobook, but I, I put 14 years of experience into a two hour audio where I'm interviewed by one of the greatest uh, networkers ever called Jerry Durano Clark, right, in that audio series. Uh, and and I, I really poured my heart into it as a very generic training. One CD is about building a business. Uh, the other one is about mindset, belief, and how you can do anything you want if you apply these principles. 
Uh, and the last thing I would tell you guys right now, beyond a shadow of a doubt, is to make a decision. It doesn't matter if it's right or wrong. You can always make it more right later. So with that said, I look forward to seeing everybody on the beaches of the world or at the bank. But I definitely look forward to seeing you guys. ML Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And today, you've been hanging out with Mark Sterling. So keep up the momentum and go to mlnation.net and type in Mark. Uh, it does M-A-R-K at the search bar. And all the nuggets of wisdom has linked to his audiobook. After this training, gosh, definitely go want to check that out. If you give it so much value, you only like 32 minutes, you definitely want to get his real deal, the whole full shebang. So definitely check that out. Go to mlnation.net, search for Mark, and connect with him. He is a super, superstar leader. Mark, in order to be successful in network marketing, you must help others. So, Mark, thanks again for sharing your valuable time with ML Nation. We're grateful to you, and we appreciate you for having a positive impact on millions of distributors worldwide. Thank you so much, Mark, and God bless you. Thank you, Simon. God bless. Hey, this is Simon, and we're going to take a quick break, and I'm going to share my secret and how I learn so quickly and, quote-unquote, read over 80 books a year. But before I do that, I want to highlight three of the most popular books that have been recommended by the leaders featured on MLM Nation. The first one is one of my all-time favorites, Your First Year in Network Marketing by Mark Yarnell. That book helped me overcome the frustration in my first year, and every distributor should read it. The second book is The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson. That book really expanded my mind on what it takes to be successful. And finally, GoPro by Eric Worre. This has been one of the most popular MLM books in recent years, and arguably, you can say it's one of the best ever. So now, let's be honest. How many of you know that leaders are readers, but you just don't like to read? Or if you're like me, I want to read, but I can only focus for about 10 minutes, and then my mind starts wandering, and it gets really, really boring. So here's the secret to how I can learn so much, even though I can't focus. It's with audiobooks. Now, I love audiobooks. I've been listening to them ever since I got my first iPod in 2005. I listen to audiobooks when I walk my dog, when I go running, when I drive, when I do dishes and errands. Yes, I still have to do those and so on. And now, as a listener to MLM Nation podcast, you can get a free audiobook at MLMNationBook.com. You can choose one of the top three books I just recommended or any other book you want. In fact, you can choose over 180,000 different books. It is really cool. So it's that simple. It's very easy. Just go to MLMNationBook.com. That is MLMNationBook.com and grab your free audiobook today. Enjoy it and happy learning. MLM Nation, gosh, my hand was tired just jotting the notes down for this Recap and review an awesome show from Mark Sterling. Go get his audio. Go to mlmnation.net. Just type in Mark, A-R-M-A-R-K. Uh, last name is Sterling. It'll pop right up. Connect with them. Amazing leader. Um, tons of wisdom. You know, I'm just going to go over these notes. I'm not going to talk about so quickly because there's so, so many of them. You know, I love to talk about uh, providing evidence, right? You got to provide evidence of success. And the easiest way is to use the tool, uh, leverage off your upline. The reason he never joined before, and the reason probably a lot, the reason why um, if your prospects are not joining is you're doing too much talking. You know, use your upline, use your upline leadership, use the tool, get your people to see success. Next one is, I love the ego. Ego's edging God out, just trying to take everything yourself. Um, you, you know, there's no money in ego. Be humble and coachable. Next one is, 
this is really about success. 90, 90%, 95% of it is, is all visual. It's all mindset, right? And there's four things that they're determined. You talk about words, your emotions, environment, images. Think about that. Your words, emotions, environment, your images. He really, Mark really summed it up there. Words. You know, most of you, if you're struggling, I'm not successful yet. I'm not there yet. This business is hard. If that's what you're saying to yourself, that's what you're getting. The emotions, frustration, disappointment, maybe embarrassment, maybe uh, scared to approach people, right? That's why you are where you are. The environment, probably, you know, you're probably hanging out with the wrong people. You're probably looking at social media, clicking on the wrong things, the negative news, or talking to wrong people, talking about the wrong, maybe even good Decent people, but the wrong type of conversations. The environment has got to be positive. And last thing is the images. Um, you visualize. We're all visualizing something, right? Whether you like it or not, before you listen to the show, you visualized. That's why you clicked on it. You visualized for the split second before you press play. You visualize yourself listening to this. And that's why you're listening to this now. Now, if you didn't visualize uh, yourself, and you also visualize yourself to listen to this recap. If you didn't visualize, some people say, oh, I'm done with the interview. I don't need to listen to Simon. You probably will press stop, right? So whatever you're doing next, you're probably visualizing already. So the images are really important. I love the way the Mark created a vision environment, not just a vision board, but everywhere around them. It kind of reminded me when I first started, like I had my five-year goal. I said, five years, I'm going to make six figures. If I don't make it, I'm quitting, but I got to give myself five years. Everywhere in my apartment was a five-year goal. Hey, you're going to hit this number. You're going to hit this number. Uh, very, very inspiring. And I love the way it's just this acronyms, this phrases, like my lies were visualized so I can realize my lies were visualized so I can realize it. Maybe some of you say lying is bad, but every almost all the thoughts you have are lies. Whether you think, oh, I'm, uh, I'm not successful enough, or I'm not there yet, I'm not good enough, or those are all lies, right? Because it's not proven. It's not proven. All those thoughts, the self-talk, they tell, they're all lies. So you might as well, if you're going to lie and say something or visualize something that's not proven yet, you might as well go and make it positive. Right? So that's really, really good. I love the way he put it. You know, he talked about do first and then understand. And I think that's key. Most people, they try to understand everything and do it, but it never works that way. You got to be first. Be, you become first and then be, become that person. Become that leader. You know, he talked about AOL, attract other leaders. You want to attract other leaders, you got to work on yourself first. Great mindset shift too. Mark uh, made only 2,700 the first year. year. He said that's the Best thing to happen. You know, it's all about mindset, right? The best thing because that made him realize he needed to change. He needed to create more value. You know, Jim Rohn always talks about it. The only reason people are going to pay you whatever money because you got to create that value. You got to create that value in the marketplace. You got to create that value for your company for them to pay you that money because you don't create the value. The reason Mark's the top earner, he's created that value for his company. And that's why, obviously, you can tell the type of value he has had in this short training. Just only 32 minutes. Nuggets of nuggets of wisdom. Um, he said no. If it's no, it's just not with them. It's not no to the business. It's just not with them. He's talking about going from production to reproduction. It's not just about him doing. you got to reproduce and duplicate. Uh, he talks about walk, watching TV. It's basically television. is someone selling their vision to you. God, that is so true, Right? When you watch TV, you're helping, you're basically watching someone else's vision become reality, making someone else money instead of yourself. Um, pl- going back to the environment again, plug into the environment. Great analogy, right? It's like if you want to catch fish, you can't stay, you know, by the land. You got to be by water. 
right? If you want to be a good basketball player, you got to be place where people play basketball. And probably, you know, the place where there's high caliber, high level player basketball. You cannot live in the city or in a country that doesn't play much basketball, right? You can't be living in the North Pole. There's not much competition there, right? If you want to be whatever you want to do, you, if you want to be uh, good at sewing, you can't be hanging out with people who don't sew, right? But I, I don't know where I came out from, but I was just giving a different analogy. I guess if it, you can't relate to sports. But you have to put yourself in an environment. Are you in a positive environment that encourages entrepreneurism, that encourages network marketing? you got to be in that environment because if you're not, you're not going to survive. Um, you talk about the lamp, right? The plug in the lamp. If you're not plugged in, you never, people will never see the brilliance. They'll never see your vision. Next is uh, income insurance. I love that people have life insurance, fire insurance, maybe earthquake insurance if you live in Southern California, but not income insurance. And that's why network marketing is uh, so good. Uh, born like our parents, but we die like our choices. Whew. That actually makes you think. We're born looking like our parents, but we die looking like our choices. So what choices are you making? And I think we're all going on the right choice, right path. The next choice, you know, you chose a great vehicle. The next choice is for you to take the business to the next level, have that commitment. Um, there's so much stuff, you know, create extreme evidence of, uh, create evidence of extreme profitability, you know, just stay consistent, leverage your team. You know, uh, and talk about this is such a big thing. Like a lot of times we take notes, but we don't write down the thing we need to work most, work on most because we don't like to hear it. Right. And that goes back to coachability. We sometimes we don't like the truth because the truth hurts too much. Whoa, that was good. And two other things uh, for leadership is the only reason he travels long distance is either to uh, identify new leaders, to drive depth, building deep, or to re-engage existing leadership. That is so good because otherwise you're going to have to recruit, recruit. It's a, it costs a lot of investment, money to travel and all that stuff. Hotels, you know, even paying gas and all that takes time. Really, really good stuff. Focus on your home city. Build there before you go out there. Again, the only reason he travels is to either drive death, identify new leaderships, or re-engage existing leadership. And the last thing is, uh, you know, amateurs. Join a company, but artists launch a co- launch a business, right? Is that is good? Launching a business instead of joining a company, really, really good stuff. I can go on and on. And we're like seven minutes, almost eight minutes into this recap, and and uh, I wish I could go on talk for thirty minutes and just one of these uh, these aha moments. But really good. Thank you so much, Mark Sterling. Make sure you go to mlnation.net, connect with them, thank thank them, check them out, and. Um, if you like these episodes, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. I really appreciate them. Our team really appreciates, especially in the second season. And thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing this um, to your MLM community. Um, thank you for your upline, downline friends. We're all in the same profession. Just awesome to hear professionals like Mark Sterling getting involved and making a huge difference here. Thank him again. And MLM Nation, thank you for listening. And remember, we're in the profession to help others. So go out there and have a positive impact on someone's life today. God bless you all. Thank you so much for joining us today on MLM Nation. Head over to MLMNation.net for full recaps of every show, our training articles, and helpful resources. Your MLM success is waiting for you. So prepare to take off.